Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Blooming podcast with your hosts, Mariah Massey and Daniela Marty. Today, we have a very interesting episode. Our guest is somebody who is very close to me, and I feel weird introducing this guest because they are so close to me. So, Daniela, I think you should introduce our guest. Yeah, so today we're going to be interviewed. We will not be interviewing Jack Mariah's fiance and my personal spiritual guide. I think today's episode is going to be so much fun because he is the most hilarious human that we know. And he has prepped a bunch of questions for us because we realized last week that we've never fully introduced ourselves after he pointed it out because, again, spiritual guide. So say hello to Jack. Howdy, howdy. Glad to be here and and glad we could get that all in one take. Yeah, actually, it was like five takes later. (laughs) This will be really fun. Okay, Jack, so so how do you want to start this? Like, this is your episode. Yeah, wow. Well, so one, I'm honored that I could grace the presence. I mean, I feel like you guys jumped into like Avengers Infinity War and, you know, keep referencing these side characters like me. And, uh, you know, the people deserve to understand uh, the origin stories. What makes Mariah, Mariah, how Daniela became boss babe, Daniela Marti. So that's what I just kept. You guys would add these little nuggets about your past or little nuggets about your upbringing. And, and I think you both have such unique stories and situations that in the eight episodes or seven episodes I guess this is number eight you know we really haven't delved into those so I'm very honored to be be here and to help you guys share that you're so sweet thanks Jack (laughs) (laughs) it's nice to have uh, an outside perspective a podcast spirit guide to help us be able to show us the things that we can't always see so yeah I guess just kick it off Jack or what do you want to know yeah, well, I, I'd love to start with the Daniela origin story because you have lived many lives in, in many places. So, like, let's just go, what was it, January 1995 or 6? 96. I'm a 96, 96. baby. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. 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 <laughs> okay. Uh, hurts, ooh, what? Why? That was only, like, three years after us. Yeah. It's not like she was 2000. She just has, no, so, many, she just has so many more years left in her 20s than, than we do. You know, in oh, my, I, I turned 29 in four days. So I've been having a You're little bit so of a crisis old. about aging, which once okay. again, this show is not about me. So let's <laughs> go back, go back to January 96. Daniela Marti okay. grazed the, the earth's presence. Okay, so I was born in January 1996 in Venezuela, and I was not supposed to be born in Venezuela. I was supposed to be born in Florida because my parents had already moved to Florida, but my mom was like, no, I want to be around my people. She doesn't want to be president, so let's just do whatever. So anyway, I was born there, and then four weeks later, I was brought to the United States of America where I lived until I was around seven. And then the moving back and forth started. 
And that's sort of like my villain origin story of me being this nomadic person. So I moved back and forth between Florida and Venezuela until I was 18. In the middle of that, my parents got divorced. My grandma got sick. It was just like a very tumultuous time. And I think that that's like a very Capricorn thing to go through. Your like first years of life are just crazy and you have to grow up so quickly. And I'm like glossing over a bunch of things. And then when I was 18, I was applying to colleges in New York, in Florida, in Paris, France. And I was just like looking at all of these options. And then my mom was like, hey, why haven't you looked at Spain if you're looking at France? So I looked into college in Spain and it was ridiculously cheap. And I knew how to speak Spanish. So I decided to take the Spanish SATs and I got into a Spanish college. And that's how I ended up in Spain. That's my villain origin story. Right. Not really. Really? I was I was brought up in both languages. Like I yeah, because I think that with a lot of children that are bilingual, like your mom can speak to you in one language, but then if TV and your school is another language, you're learning that same language at the same time. Right. Yeah, I think I was fully bilingual because of the moving back and forth. Like I didn't really have a choice. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because, you know, I've met your your lovely mother and she's she speaks English very well, but it's it's she definitely prefers Spanish. So, oh, yeah, know, for sure. Now I'm just thinking about that, the household and, you know, not really needing to speak English until preschool, kindergarten era. So, yeah, I actually well, my mom always tells the story of how when I started preschool, she told the teacher that I didn't know how to speak English. And then two days later, the teacher called her and she was like, she speaks perfect English. What are you talking about? So oh we have, gosh. yeah, we have the theory that it was Barney and friends that taught me <laughs> English. Yeah. That's so. a, a core memory unlocked right there. There you go. <laughs> I love you. You love me. There you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it's funny, like uh, Spain, which you had never lived in your whole life. Your mom had roots there, but now yes. from 18 on, you've been there and that's like your most continuity living somewhere. Exactly. So I've the place, well, the apartment that I live in is the place that I've lived in the longest for like the longest amount of years. And because I never stayed for over like two, three years anywhere after I turned seven. Okay. So the place you, you live now, you've been since? Since 2014. 2014. Okay. And is that the longest Mm -hmm. you've ever lived somewhere? Yes, exactly. So it's it's kind of nice to be in a place where I go to the supermarket and the butcher knows what I want. And I always see the same lady at the cashier. It's 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 nice, but it's strange. Like I, I feel like I'm always itching for a new place. So yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah. Wow. That's really nice. Like my my parents lived in the house I grew up in in for 15 years and then they they actually recently just moved down the street and it's just really weird it's like changed a lot but also hasn't changed that much so it's like kind of being a ghost in your hometown when I go back it's it's very weird for me well cool and so you went to college in Spain you got your first job out of college what does that entail yes 
So I went to school for a thing called audiovisual communications, which is basically a mixed bag of filmmaking and design and marketing. It's, I honestly did not know what I wanted to do, like what I wanted to major in. So that was kind of like the best degree that I could get into. And I started working when I was like 19 as an English teacher. And then I got my first design job at the place where I taught English. So after that, I got my first agency job at a marketing agency. And then I've been sort of like doing the little dance between wanting to be freelance and working for an agency and then working corporate since then. So you were kind of flirting with agency work, freelance. I guess what caused you, because you know now you have your own business, you're doing all, all freelance. You are your yes. own agency. You are the CEO. You are everything. You're the boss bitch. So what, what <laughs> caused you to take that leap? Okay. So, so basically when the pandemic hit, I was working corporate as a designer at this place that I really did not feel anything for. Um, I, I took that last job that I had before going full time with Lunaria as a way to be outside of my house because we had just gone through a bunch of loss in the family. So it was, my home was not the most happy place to be in. So I took that job. I didn't really like it. And the whole thing started because we got sent home. So I didn't have to go to the office. So I started working on the side as a designer for brands and stuff. And I also started coaching and that's sort of like how I met Mariah, but we can get into that later. And then I did that. Like I worked, I don't even know how many hours a week around that time. Like I did it for six months. I juggled my full-time job with doing my design business on the side for about six months before I quit. Cause I, I was obviously like, obviously it was the glow, like 2020, everyone was like scared about money and like, if they were going to get another job. So when I took the risk in November of that year, it looked like I was a crazy person. It was like, you have a stable job. They're Mm -hmm. probably like, you could just stay there as long as you want. Why are you quitting? But I had set the goal to quit as soon as I made the same amount freelancing as I did corporate. It was now that now looking back, it was pretty easy to do because (laughs) corporate jobs in Spain don't pay as well as in the U S. So So I did that and I quit and I've never looked back and it's been great. Like it's, it's, I love, love, love my job now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, Mm -hmm. that's what, like, when I look at your journey, you've like experienced so much change, adversity, and to the point where now you are not only have created such a, a business for yourself and career for yourself, but you're also, you know, supporting your family, not just, yeah. you're not just supporting yourself, you're supporting, you know, you support your, your mother, your grandfather. And I think that's just, that's so admirable. And, and especially with, you know, coming from Venezuela, all that your family had there that kind of just got stripped away by the, the uncertainty, <laughs> political, economic uncertainty there. Yes. I've always thought that it's, it's just, um, you know, people that, I just feel like certain personality types that are meant to find that financial independence will always find their way there. And I just feel like that's such a cool story hearing about how you were there and things got stripped away and then 
you found your way back from pretty much nothing. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. I think that every immigrant story is somewhat similar. And I think that it just gives you the res- the resiliency to just reinvent yourself as many times as as you have to. Because you have this sort of like survival instinct of, okay, if this doesn't work, then I'll try something else. Because, I mean, if you think about it, my family has been like traveling and changing places and reinventing themselves for three generations now. And I think it's just in our DNA at this point to just sort of like, well, we're a jack of all trades. Like we can just do whatever and we'll find a way to like find stability. And I also think that my whole like spiritual journey is very tied to that because I I don't want to continue this. Like I don't really want to continue the cycle of um, I will build my my stability and then have that taken away from me. Um, like I'm done with that, hopefully, fingers crossed and like knock on wood. But yeah, I, I think that it plays a big role in who I am today. Love that. Love that for you. So kind of pivoting over to the other host of this podcast, because I think you both have such great, such unique origin stories. Mariah, we know each other a little bit. it's so funny because i'm first i'm gonna give my origin story of mariah um oh geez oh god yeah oh geez (laughs) uh, uh, cream puff um because like it's funny because you know things have changed a lot not in like the mariah i met is so different than even the mariah that daniela met like when i met mariah you know, she was living up in Seattle and she had just literally climbed the corporate ladder from working like the bitch work sales floor at Nordstrom to being like their main social media do-it-all photographer. Like they were sending her on trips all around the country. They sent her to New York for like a month. First two days she was there, she was like, I want to move here by the first week. She's like, get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, she she was just this boss bitch that just made this own position for herself. And, you know, when you, Mariah, have just gone through, like, so many, I want, I want to say, like, awakenings or changes in perspective and priorities and you know, you jumped over to another company because you kind of had to leave the Nordstrom thing behind because you sacrificed that to be closer to me, right? And, you know, that's just something I've I've admired so much is, like, your ability to just find ways to stay creative and really excel. Like, now you really know... You, you finally rejoin the workforce with somebody that you've worked with in the past and you're working on projects that really light you up. You know, taking still shots of handbags wasn't really fulfilling for you. <laughs> and I, I'm not even going to talk about your last employer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that, was, that was the Mariah I met. But, um, you know, your story from the beginning is, is even more crazy than just the Mariah I, I met back in 2017. So 
trying to call me crazy? Take us back to March of 1993, Mariah Massey. Ah, oh, what a day that was. Uh, <laughs> probably the first thing I thought was, oh shit, not this again. Uh, just kidding. Past life trauma. Just, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard being here for, uh, I'm sure many listeners are very sensitive souls. It, it can be really, I know all three of us here are very sensitive and yeah, just the struggle of everyday living can be really intense, just navigating our emotions, but also feeling into the emotions of others. So ever since I came into this world, I've been this emotional sponge and um, yeah, my, I guess I'll give a little backstory of when I was in the womb. <laughs> so my mom was pregnant with me. I can't remember exactly how long, how far along she was pregnant with me, but my dad was in a car accident while she was pregnant with me. So that was really traumatic for her and being pregnant and having a child to try and nurture and take care of. I can't even imagine how difficult that is when you're going through such an event like that that was really a loss for her. My dad survived, but he was in a coma for a really long time. So when he uh, woke up, he was not, he suffers from terminal brain damage. So that was just a really challenging way to come into this world, feeling that trauma from her and from such a young age getting to, I mean, I don't really remember a lot up until the age of, I would say five, six, but I do have memories of my dad when I was younger and living in the house that my parents were living in, in Southern California. But to be honest, I felt like I had a very joyful, blessed childhood. So my mom and my dad got a divorce when I was three. It was a really hard decision for my mom, but it just wasn't um, the right environment to raise a child, is taking care of someone who had terminal brain damage, who wasn't really the same person at all, um, with a newborn it was really hard for her. And it was a really hard decision for her to make. And I'm really grateful that she made that decision because I had truly like a very amazing childhood and I felt very loved and nurtured. So um, yeah, I got to live with my grandparents up until I was 13. So my my grandma was like a second mom to me. Yeah, and they freaking adored you and showered you with love. And somewhere Freud is in his grave is freaking out because my grandmother went through the exact same thing. And obviously I didn't know this until I was a month or two into uh, dating you, that this was also your your origin story, but yeah, that's yeah, when that's wild synchronicity. Yeah, when there. my grandmother was pregnant with my mom, my mom's dad got in an accident and he didn't make it. So there was my grandmother who, at the time, I think was nineteen. Yeah, she was nineteen when my mom was born. Had to move back in with her parents. Um, and so my mom grew up until her mom got remarried when she was about 10. Wow. She grew up with her grandparents and her mom. So very, very odd coincidence yeah. there. Talk about dating your mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's like, oh, man. that's kind of oh, creepy. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like I said, Freud is as you know, <laughs> laughing somewhere Jason. in his grave. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 very interesting. And Mariah, you also for a chunk of your childhood were bilingual. Tell us more about that. Yes. Yeah, so my mom's side of the family is Latin. So. Mexican, Spanish, a little bit of Sicilian, Italian in there. But I predominantly grew up with my Mexican culture because my grandma and all of her siblings, my grandma was the firstborn of 14 children. So they grew up in East Los Angeles and had a really rough upbringing. But um, I really grew up with all of those great aunts and uncles. And I just started speaking Spanish from a very young age. I can't even remember, but I think one of my first words was Spanish. Like, I think my first word was aquí um, or allá, allá and aquí, because um, we are very fortunate and privileged to have a nanny from Mexico. So my grandma and her friend, which was my nanny, they raised me as well. So. I was very blessed to be surrounded by such amazing women. And yeah, I spoke Spanish up until probably first grade, I think is when I stopped speaking it. Uh, I grew up in like white suburbia. So there wasn't a lot of other uh, Spanish speaking children around me to, to speak with. And I think I was a little bit I think I was a little bit embarrassed. I do remember feeling kind of ashamed of my culture because um, I didn't really see anyone else that looked like me or my family. And I was always kind of like shy about that. So I think I kept it hidden and I just kind of lost it over time. I think part of it is still there in the subconscious, but it's really hard to bring it back out. And bummer. <laughs> <laughs> Ideas yeah, it would I be know. so useful now. It would. I think Danielle and I need to just start. Yeah. I, let's just, let's just change this podcast. You to, just gotta, yeah, yeah, let's gotta... just switch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, bilingual podcast now. Podcast novella. <laughs> um, a spinoff. We'll do a spinoff. But it's just really interesting how, although Danielle and I have very different upbringings, there are a lot of similarities and, and themes of kind of going through threads, and overcoming yeah. a lot of loss, mm-hmm. especially yeah, from our at a young age. Side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. Like hashtag. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to say Growing it. up without dads. <laughs> exactly. We both grew up without father figures. And with very yeah. strong mother figures. Right. Yes. Yeah. Alice Marie was working like five jobs. That's why, <laughs> that's why you were getting a lot of help from your nana and your nanny. I call my grandma She's nana. nana. What do you take care of my baby? <laughs> Danielle, do you call your grandpa? No, I call him abuelo. 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 Yeah, and I called my grandma Lala, but that's just a nickname that she came up with. Like she just didn't want to be called grandma because she was kind of like pretentious like that but um that was my grandma too she's like I'm too young to be a grandma, yeah so no my grandma was like this fabulous Spanish lady like she was like no I will not stand by this so so yeah amazing and so fast forward to 2020 
both you and Daniela are um, getting business coached by the same person. And you guys develop this, you know, yes. cross world, you know, friendship. Um, which world. worldwide friendship, which is so funny. Oh my god, Daniela! Like Daniela has like you know forty friends scattered across Shut the United up. States, and she was Shut making up. fun of her her sweet little brother for doing <laughs> uh for meeting a girl online that he has a seems mostly platonic relationship with. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we hope so. <laughs> And I'm we like, hope. and I'm like Daniela, why don't you do that with uh, American boys so you can get a, a boo over here? And you're like, yeah, get on weird. the VPN. I'm like, you did it with all your American friends. You got all these good, great friendships online. I mean, we it's got, different. Yeah, we got e money out here in, in the <laughs> Chicago burbs. You know, you got all of your New York friends. Uh, Lexi, the photographer. I mean, yes, you know, Muraita over here. So I mean. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. It's different. I mean, I also must say that the past two years, I have not been truly interested in dating. Period. Like, I don't know. And also the friendships just happened. It wasn't something that I planned. Um, I also am very lucky to work the business that I work. Like, I mostly work with women who have the same interests as me. So it's like, we just become friends. And I mean, it just flows that way. Whereas dating or going on a dating app and like doing the whole Tinder passport thing. That just seems forced. I just honestly, I just want to meet someone organically, just like as we did, as you guys did, (laughs) as you guys did when like, I actually want to ask you guys, like, how did you guys meet? Like, what's the Jack and Mariah origin story? Oh, it was a forbidden love. um, it's like oh, st- shut the fuck straight up. out of a Shakespeare play, man. No. no, like literally, like this is should be like one of those corny like Netflix movies, like to all the boys I love before, some shit like that. No, um, no, I was up in Seattle for work, and I had a friend in LA who had just moved from Seattle. She was she worked at Nordstrom headquarters and got transferred to Nordstrom Rack. Their headquarters were in LA. And uh, she, you know, we had kind of started this friend group through this Nordstrom community. I mean, it's like the Nordstromers are like a cult because like, not even a cult, it's like a college 2.0 because they have this, this internship program where the interns that come from out of state or out of outside of Seattle literally live in dorms together. So like they have this weird culty bond, but sponsored. This episode is sponsored this episode is sponsored uh, by Nordstrom. <laughs> no, um, yeah. so I had already kind of developed a friend group down there in LA, and she I was she would never sh- shut up about Seattle. She would romanticize Seattle, talk about how much she missed Seattle, how much she hated LA, and. Um, you know, I was up there for a conference and I was like, hey, I'm going to be up in your favorite city this week. And she's like, oh, my God, I am, too. You should stay the weekend. My friend, Lindy, who you already met, is having a uh, a Christmas party. And then I was like, oh, bet. I guess I'll go. And I was I was going to stay for 
just Friday night. And I just decided to stay the, the whole weekend for whatever reason. And literally, I, special reason. I walk in. So I'm staying at, at Lindy's house. Uh, I, I walk downstairs and there's like a there's a basement kitchen. And Mariah's down there making pigs in a blanket. And I walk down with my luggage. <laughs> so and romantic. She looks all flustered. Like it kind of smells like she's burning the pigs in a blanket. Yep. And, you know, she that seemed a little bit stressed. And then like... You know, like all of she, I think she just thought that Lindy was coming downstairs to check in. And uh, all of a sudden she sees me and she, like, you see that nervous look, nervous look, and then just like, <laughs> nice to meet you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Nice to meet you. But no, it was just like that instant warmth and magnetism that she brings. Oh my gosh. Um, oh my God. Yeah. And then, ah. and then, you know, and then the two of us really hit it off, like. You know, I didn't know a ton about astrology then, and she was kind of digging in or, or really, you know, taking me to school on astrology. And immediately, that was like our first conversation. Yeah, yeah. And then, it was like, when's then, your birthday? Yeah, then she kind of shied away. Um, and, you know, whatever. Nothing This is like nothing, every detail, Jack. <laughs> she was making pigs in a blanket. Yeah, they were, they ended up being good. They, it smelled like they were they getting were really burnt, good. but they, I, they ended I up like okay, right? Like, that was almost. A I notch, love that detail. That was almost a notch against against you. You you know you you're you're lacking in the pigs. She and can blanket, cook but, for me. But, but you, <laughs> she might be a crazy astrology well, witch, yeah, we'll, but we'll, she can <laughs> sure make some pigs in a blanket. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But yeah, you know. So that party wrapped up, right? You went, you went on your way. You know, you had a you had a date the next day, whatever. <laughs> but and, did you really have a date, or did you I just did. say you had? Oh. I was dating like. A couple guys. She had a day date that she had to get to. So, uh, yeah. And then, you know, the, the next day she met up with all of us and we were inseparable. Are you going to let me give any? We, we, let me, <laughs> Can I well, have something to say? We were, we were inseparable. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like we we went out. We went bar hopping. Like we danced. You know, we just could not stop you know, staring at each other. We all, the group of, of people that we went out with, like went and got tacos and, you know, we were holding hands. It was like, it was like high schoolers in, in a, you know, oh my in a Netflix movie. And then she just Under pieced out. And we had, we actually yeah. had plans because ironically that Sunday, she was going down to LA for a shoot with Nordstrom. And... She, sponsored by yeah, Nordstrom. Sponsored by Nordstrom. <laughs> and she canceled on me last minute, um, which I was actually kind of relieved because I was not feeling my best after that long weekend of consuming uh, copious amounts of alcohol in Seattle. Um, but yeah, well, you know, yeah, sure. Let's hear your side, whatever. Uh, well, now I don't even know where to begin. Okay, why did you? Why did you like ghost him? Like what happened? Oh god. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna fast forward. Here. I'm, this is my life. I'm gonna fast forward another Jack speaking. I'm gonna fast me. forward another weekend. Basically, I drunk texted her and Aww. kind of bent it to her. Remember this. And she basically told me that she was told I was off limits. 
Oh, so that's where the forbidden love part comes to be. Yeah, so she was she was told I was off limits. And so, yeah, so that's where, they, where things came to be forbidden. So like, because of that, we kind of talked in private for a bit, right? We kept, we kept it under wraps that we had been keeping in touch. You know, we, we, were, we were mostly platonically texting. We weren't really consistent probably for, that was back at, around Christmas time. And then, you know, she drunkenly FaceTimed me at when she got back to her <laughs> Oh, own, my God. Her You're giving room. too many details. <laughs> no, but this is, out. okay, okay, wait. No, but this feels like a modern love episode, and I'm okay. all for it. Like, no, we're, please, please we're give us your perspective, out. Mariah. We're okay, this, this is out. too, <laughs> we're, we're cutting this out. This is just too much for me. <laughs> a radical transparency, baby. Okay, basically, when I saw Jack, I was like, wow, like, this guy is literally, he looks exactly like what I envisioned my next boyfriend to be. Wow. <laughs> I was, like, really trying to manifest, first of all, a cancer guy, because just, I never dated anybody who was in touch with their emotions, so that was number one. I was like, I want a sensitive cancer crab. And I want him to be tall and I want him to have like dark features, just like super sweet. And actually, for those listening on the podcast, I'm 6'6. Six, six. Oh <laughs> I just can't with all this. This is just, it's probably going to be our most chaotic episode, but I'm all, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. yeah. It might, it might work. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, basically, I would say, I would say love at first sight, right? Like, would you say that, Jack? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I immediately, I was, like, drawn in. Those, Same. You got this. I got mean, those okay, jewelry. also, mind, mind you guys, like, these two people are gorgeous. It's not because they're, like, oh my, my closest people in Chicago, but, like, they're gorgeous. Stop. Like, they're both gorgeous people oh, and they're going to produce gorgeous children oh my me. god i hope so <laughs> you're embarrassing us we can't we can't include all this stuff too much okay overall my take on it was just that this was somebody who i was like all in for like immediately that's just how i am with my venus being in aries i'm very aggressive when i want something to happen i'm like i want it to happen right now but as Jack said, we were trying to keep things on the DL because, yeah. And. Yeah. In my perspective, I was, <laughs> I, I was so into you. I was so into you, but I was like, she lives in Seattle. You and I both, that's another thing we bonded over was just the fact that we had both like six months prior gotten out of pretty serious relationships like you had just moved to Seattle and I just moved to LA. So like for me, I was like, yeah, this girl's awesome, but maybe it's for the best. Cause I didn't, I just didn't feel like I was ready for a relationship. So I was like, maybe it's for the best that she lives far away. You know, you never know. But I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this is actually something that guys think about like timing. Yes, hundred percent. Yes, okay, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm. I'm not asking for me. Asking for a friend. asking for yeah. a friend. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, for asking honestly, for all the listeners who because when you when you think about it, like 
and you know, this is something that I've learned in more recent years. Like you look at, you look at diving into a relationship, like you're like, it's the end of something or it's restricting or holding yourself back from things. And I always, I always looked at it like that. I don't think it necessarily does at least as long as you choose the right partner. I also was, you know, young and immature and just liked to blame, you know, me getting a little lazier in, in the gym, right? Or, you know, me not being as motivated at work or school or whatever. I liked to blame that on my relationship, but really I would just fall into those habits because it's just it's just easy to be like, yeah, I'm not going to go to the gym. I, you know, I've got my, my girlfriend that wants to hang out and eat ice cream or, ah, you know, like I could do that extra credit or spend that extra time on that project. But like, I'd rather just like watch a movie with my girlfriend. Right. So for me, when I was, you know, a little less mature, I kind of looked at relationships as no matter how right the person was for me, right. As, limiting or um holding me back or you know not allowing myself to like figure myself out Mm. yeah that makes sense it's nice to have a male perspective yeah it's actually really nice i mean i'm constantly asking mariah for advice hoping that i get a voice note from jack just saying it's usually you know what i I just need to download whatsapp and then we just need to we need to start our own daniela because I yeah it's time I think I've got a lot of things to say um you can just ask Mariah I've got a lot of things to say about certain situations yeah that we will not talk about today no yeah you've already crossed the line with a lot of things that I'm like you cannot be sharing this any details I've not crossed any line so anyways um so anyways Mariah and I had a very magical long distance relationship and we didn't we didn't get into this until March of 2018 because we were keeping our whatever on the down low like we didn't even we didn't even kiss or anything like right like that's full transparency yeah for a long we were, time I was we really I, I think maybe for the best you know the distance was good because we really got to like know each other know each other um yeah. And like also kind of holding back a little bit because we we're keeping things under wraps. But I was so obsessed with her. Like all of my friends in LA were like, oh yeah, what's the latest with Seattle girl? Right. She, you didn't have a name for a while. You were just Seattle girl. Oh yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I think we all do that. Like we all yeah. have little nicknames for you the gotta, people that we're talking about. Yeah, you gotta keep it at a distance. Yeah. It helps. First name <laughs> basis is scary. Yeah that's, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Right away. Anyways, this has become just <laughs> Jack and I yeah, confessing sorry. our love for each other. So annoying. Ugh, so but annoying. back to, I guess, what this podcast episode is about, which I don't even know anymore, but trying to understand a little bit more of Danielle and I's backstory. Yes. Uh leading up to when we met. Yeah. And I think And I was there when you guys met IRL. I recorded it. Oh my God. That was so sweet. Okay. So Mariah, do you want to share how we met or should I share how we met? I guess I'll share. 
Yeah. Okay. Why not? So I think this was 2020, right? Yes. December 2020. December 2020. I think it was a little bit before that because I think it was um, right around when Mariah left her last true corporate role. Actually, was, you're right. Which was like I had just left my corporate. Which job. was like September, October yeah. is when she officially left. So, see, we've been on very similar timelines yeah. with a lot of things, which yeah, is crazy. and I think that that's how. Well, you just get into it, but I think that that was like our our main like. Oh my god, I'm going through the same thing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, I had just uh, impulsively quit my job, which was. I mean, everything, I guess, happens for a reason. And maybe I wouldn't have met Daniela, but it was a really, really hard time financially for Jack and I. So I had quit my job and I was really looking to find like a business coach to help me do whatever it was that I was going to do that was entrepreneurial. And um, yeah, I think halfway through working with her, Susanna, shout out to Susanna, she introduced me to a wonderful brand designer that I was really excited to work with. And that was Daniela. That's me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she helped me. She branded my business idea. And yeah, she really, really helped me kind of see into the vision of that. And that was amazing because she's so talented. And from... Okay. Just like stop. I'm, I'm like <laughs> no, having a hard time listening it. to that. Oh my god. Um, really <laughs> good. Accept it. Um, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. But um, yeah, we just hit it off. I feel like we've kind of talked about this a little bit. I but. mean, yeah. Just I just remember that first call that we just like talked for so long, and it was so weird because like I don't even know how we went from this is a business call, like, this is a call to, like, talk about your brand to suddenly, like, bearing our souls. It was just yeah. so weird. I think it weird. was, like, in the first, on our first, like, business yeah. call. Like, it was a discovery call. It was a discovery call. And I think that it was mainly because I had just quit my full-time job and I was just starting out to do it full-time and I was horrified, as we all are, when this happens. And you had just gone through it and... I don't know. It was just like so easy to talk to you. And I was instantly hit with the, this girl is so cool. Like, I just remember thinking like, no. she is so cool. I want to be her friend, but also pew, pew, like pew. not wanting, <laughs> <laughs> but also like not wanting to be like a preschooler about it. Like, hey, can we be friends? Like, I don't want to do be that. Friend. Yeah. Oh, Mariah has a traumatic preschool uh, story oh, yeah. about that. Seriously? Yeah. Someone saying yeah. no? Yeah, I was in, like one of my first memories of being a kid was when I was in preschool and there were these girls like balancing on the sidewalk and they were kind of like walking in a little line and I just like scurried up behind them to join them and I was like, hi, I'm Mariah. And they turned around and looked at me and I was like, will you be my friend? And they were like, no. Oh and, my like, God. You're weird. And then ran <laughs> off. And I was traumatized for life. So now I just assume nobody wants to be my friend. No! <laughs> I we'll worked take through you, it a lot. We'll take but... you, little Mariah. <laughs> but, I, but what's so funny is that, like, I think 
when I meet someone, I'm always trying really, really hard for them to like me. And so I just remember being like, I hope she likes me. I hope that like we'll be friends because I think she's really cool. And I hope like I'm not just crazy. And this is like a real friendship after a discovery call. And then honestly, I don't even know how we went from that and like me branding you to meeting once a week. Like I don't remember how. I just remember it happening and it being like one of like the only things that I knew I could count on each week. It wasn't just meeting once a week. You guys would sit on Zoom together for like four hours. I would be like, Mariah would be like, I have a headache. I don't feel right. I haven't eaten anything all day. I haven't drank any water. I haven't moved. And I'm like, what? What were you doing in there for four hours? She's like, oh yeah, I, I was on Zoom with, with Daniela. Like, of course you feel like shit. You haven't you haven't moved your body. You haven't drank anything. You haven't even let yourself pee. And, and just because you didn't sit and talking to Daniela on Zoom all day, you guys are like a little like a uh, like a uh, little like high school so our love high school story. lovers. Like, no, you oh my first. god. My just, face hurts from laughing. Mine does um, my cheeks. Yeah, I actually, it was hard because we were, in, so you were living in California mm-hmm. and that puts me nine hours away. Yeah. So like I would meet with you at like 8 p.m. my time and it, we would always finish talking at like midnight my time. It was like, I don't know, it was wild to think. Yeah. But I mean, we were indoors all the time. Like, it, yeah, it was, like let's, let's like set the scene. Like we were exactly, we were like, still like pretty much locked down there was nothing Mm -hmm. else to do we were just you know making friends on the other side of the world yeah we were all in isolation and I felt like I was at peak isolation I was just I felt like I had no energy to give anyone outside of like our apartment and then you because I felt (laughs) like I don't know it was just to be able to relate to somebody and have so many similar life themes and experiences and going through the same things at the same time, pretty much. I hadn't found anyone that I could talk to about those things. So it was very, very healing, I think, for, for both of us. Yeah, I was, I was just like, and Jack this, was a witness. Is this, is this Daniela? <laughs> is this a catfish? Girl? Like, is she good? Because she's listening to Mariah's <laughs> problems. And then like, <laughs> she's also on the other side of the world. Is she trying to get a, a green card from us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That was not it. She is You're a, US a US citizen. citizen. Yeah. yeah. Thank, <laughs> thanks for clarifying that. My social security number is. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. it just happened. I don't feel like it was forced. I feel like life's best things just happen like that. We don't really like force them to happen. And I don't know. I was also going through this like very like intense friends cleanse. Like I was losing friends left and right. And I think Mariah was going through the same thing. She was going through And that. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And I mean, the thing is that when you're changing, like revamping your life so, so crazily, like you've changed careers, you've, I didn't move, but I feel like I moved almost. Um, It was just like, I lost a bunch of you friends, lost a bunch of, I jumped timelines. I think I have a theory about that. Um, and the friendships that I made during that time, like the new friends, quote unquote, that have been my friends now for two years, well, almost two years anyway, are the friends that I now want to be with. Like I I love my the friends that I've kept from before 2020, but the friends that I made after 
2020 are like my soul fam. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, yeah. we're almost and all in, in, in the United States too. So. Yeah. That, the, that's the part that's yeah. hard. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah it's we, hard. We work with it. We work with it. We work yeah. With it I mean, it just makes it more special. The fact that I'm not always there. It does, right? <laughs> Sure. What did they say? I see you. I see you having uh, two homes, one out. Oh yeah. Here somewhere. That's the idea. I mean, honestly, at this point in in my life, I don't know if I'll think the same in six months. As you all probably have noticed, I changed my mind a lot. Yeah, not like Mariah. <laughs> Sarcasm. I think that I think that I'll just have to have two homes. It just makes sense because I don't think. I'll fully feel at home anywhere at this point. And that's just the way it is. You so. feel, well, it's also funny because your your childhood, you were moving around all the time. Exactly. And you almost feel more comfortable in that chaos of, yeah. you know, okay, uh, I'm going to go spend two months in New York or, oh, I'm going to spend exactly. a month in Chicago or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the Canary Islands for four weeks, whatever, you know? Yeah. And here's the thing, though. The scary part of assuming or, like, actually accepting that I love that versus feeling shame around it. Because I felt shame about that for the longest time. Like, not belonging anywhere. Because I think that we're all brought up with this idea that, like, home is this specific place. Or that we need to be in this in like one place to fully grow and like to I don't know know you're grosser I don't know it's just like and I felt like I never was from any place like when people ask me like so where is home for you I'm like that's kind of a fun story but I mean my childhood home is obviously Florida but I don't have any ties to Florida anymore And I wanted to leave Florida when I lived in Florida. Like, I love Florida to pieces, but I don't see myself living there anymore. Diego might be back there. (laughs) Well, I mean, Diego is my brother. Diego loves Florida. Um, And I might visit him there. But again, it's like, it's hard. And now that, like, I can work remotely from anywhere, I can finally accept the fact that I don't really have to call just home just to, like, one place. I don't know if that'll change. I don't know how, like, plausible that is with like a relationship or even with like children further down but for now that I'm a free bird I can do that <laughs> yeah I think it would be the hardest with children because like I think, yeah probably I think kids need stability but yeah I I thought about that a lot growing up like yeah it would be nice to stay in this school for over a year mm-hmm. oh But I mean, but it gave me a lot of other things. Like I wouldn't be bilingual if I hadn't moved so much. I wouldn't have like lived in these three crazily different cultures if I hadn't moved around so much. Like 100% Spanish speaking clients? Not currently, no. Oh, wow. Not really. Like my business is based in the US, thankfully. Right. I mean, the it's it's kind of funny. I was thinking about this the other day and I laughed at the thought, but I'm going to share it. It's kind of like I'm Hannah Montana. Yeah. You know? It's like I have this you get the life. Best of both worlds. I got the best of both worlds. I have my business in the US and then at home I'm just this regular Spanish girl who goes to cafes drinks and, and drinks. Living the, living <laughs> exactly. The dream. This is like everyone in America's dream. 
You get the But best. it's not as glamorous. Well, how, do you, how do you say best of both worlds in Spanish? I will not say that. Why? Like, they did not Why? translate that song. Oh, really? Oh, so no. it doesn't exist. No, it do- I mean, it does exist, but they didn't translate the song. I, I will oh, not bless you your ears with that. Like, no. Oh, come <laughs> can you put on, it in the chat so Spanish I can give it a lesson. shot? Okay, I, I will do that just because Jack has amazing Spanish. <laughs> Such <laughs> a me. He can really roll his R's. Uh, so. There you go. Depends on the day. No, Lo mayor de dos mundos. <laughs> Lo mejor de los Yes. Mariah got it right. Yes, Mariah got it right. I took French growing up. I need I need to learn Spanish. But Yeah, uh, you just need to learn. You just you guys should just come to Spain, spend a couple months here, enjoy the the views, the food, the company. We'll just leave in the winter. We'll leave Chicago and go to Spain. Okay. Yeah. Not looking forward to the winter here. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Well, thank you for, for allowing me to help you tell your story. I got to say, I'm so honored when you guys like talk about me because Mariah likes to talk a lot of shit on me. And, <laughs> you know, for whatever reason, it's only like positive things. I'm sure that'll change on this podcast. But for right now, like all that you guys say about me is like I'm this sweet little angel it's nice to like give people like a false image of me, but I mean, I'll take it <laughs> oh when I can God. get it. No, you are an angel, but no. I do like to give you shit most of the time. No, and he's my spiritual guide and dating guide. Yeah, like yeah, honestly, it's hot girl summer. You got to lean into that. There you go. Keep so it. thank That's you, Jack. To everyone out there, <laughs> it's hot. Hey, it's hot girl summer. Just go ahead and post the thirst trap. Go ahead and go to the club. <laughs> just do it. Just just embrace embrace it. Okay, so, so we'll thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. And yeah, so this is the end of the episode. We hope you liked it. And we hope you come back. Yeah. Yeah, please don't let me scare you away. <laughs>